Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Happy New Year, and welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Schoenemann alongside, well, not really alongside today, but on the show with me today, Mac Daddy Pete Robertson from the other side of the world. Yeah, I am. Hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> How was your New Year? Um, I don't know yet because we're recording this a little bit before the New Year. So our show is called The Righteous Invasion of Truth. So I got to be honest about it. Um, <laughs> but it's cool. So I'm sitting here in chilly Orlando, Florida with a really cool Italian background. And Pete is sitting in uh, his hotel room. And he's actually in Italy. So tell me, Pete, what's, what is going on in Italy? Are you the next yeah, Pope? Is that what's going on? No, no, I, I got denied. <laughs> yeah, I was up for election and they kicked me out. First uh, round, I was out first round. Yeah. So no white smoke? No white smoke no, for, I, for, for Pastor no. Pete? Yeah, I didn't get one vote. Not a single vote? No, they told me that I would have to adhere to praying to Mary and I just, I couldn't do it. Oh man, you would think you'd get one, you know, like a Heisman, the Heisman Trophy vote, like you get at least one vote, but no, no. So yeah, yeah we're, no, we're actually, we're actually on the coast. So we're in Rome, but on the coast, I can't say the city it starts with a C, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. Uh, I would say it's Greek to you, but you're not in Greece, you're in Italy. Close. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Close. It is. It's it's a um, it's it's been cold here, but it's been nice. I mean, we've we've basically just gone to Florence, Siena. Um, we're going we're in Rome and now we're on the port today. Um, and then we're going to be going up into Genova, which is at the arm of Italy. So it's north up towards Milan and Switzerland. So you're on the west coast of Italy. Is that right? Yeah. So we're on the okay. west coast. Yeah. The water looks just like the same water in Florida. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But but here's the difference. It's you can see the bottom like in 10 feet of water. It's really clear. Yeah. yeah you so, can do that kind of in Miami, right? But not really. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get south of anyway. We won't get into geography, but yeah, South Florida the water's very very clear. So I yeah. for the people that are watching us on YouTube, uh, I gave Pete a hard time. I'm like, "Well, you're you're sitting at the, you know, on the beach in Italy, why why are you inside the hotel room doing the podcast? And he reminded yeah. me that he's six hours different and it's dark and we wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. We did a we we were we um yeah we were traveling during the daytime today, so we weren't able to do it. Um in time we got here, the sun was already going down. And so that would have been fun though to do that with the sunset in the back, you know. But that would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe you can get some pictures tomorrow and then just put them up on the on social media for people to see. Yeah, we I know you don't, you don't like doing that a whole lot, but uh, that'd be cool. We we're gonna we're gonna title this show though why we should visit Italy. So we've, right? we've Christine and I have been here quite a few times, and I I think we really love this area. I mean, it's. You know, people have asked us, we've talked to a lot of Italians and asked them, where should we live? And, you know, just if we wanted to come here for three months of the year. And um, I think we're, we're we're really like the Tuscany area, which is really in the central uh, Florida, central Italy. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's just, it's really pretty. That's where Florence is, Siena. That's where a lot of the Chianti Valley is. Um, 
and and you go down to Pisa's there and some of the great coasts of that. The picture that you actually have on yours is in Central Florida, right there on the coast. And so Italy, Central Italy, Italy. I keep saying Florida. Well, they're both peninsulas, so I get it. You know, they kind of, they're kind of. Yeah, no kidding. Huh? Italy, Italy is like the Florida of Europe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them. What is what does Florida look like? Because Italy looks like a boot. What does Florida look like? I don't uh, know. A I don't turd. Know. That's not nice. I'm not going there. Anyway, Italy sounds beautiful. That's uh, man. I I need to go. So I need to go one day. It's really pretty. But and in all fairness to our listeners and to Pete, he did invite me to come with him. But uh, my wife and daughter had a trip already planned to New York, and I cannot go to Italy without her, and then expect to be able to get back into the house when I get home. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a trip to Italy some other time when I get to bring my beautiful yeah. wife with me. I really that's her. Like that's her dream trip. I would really like to do it with you guys. I think like we can do because she likes the spas and she likes a lot of that. There's a lot of really like this QC term, Termina that we went to Roma today. It was just unbelievable. So, I mean, she would really, really um, enjoy those. And so it'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, she could guys. do that. And I can go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> that might be too great. Um, so, all right. Well, we had uh, a couple weeks ago or last week, we had a natural discipleship banquet. Yeah. Um, that went really well. Um, you know, anybody that doesn't know natural discipleship is a, um, it's a multiple multiplication discipleship ministry. Um, and we offer tools and curriculums to people. So if you go to our natural discipleship.com or natural discipleship app, you can get curriculum and it's a, um, it's all free, and it's just different curriculums to help you with your discipleship ministry. Um, and then we do some trainings and stuff. We're going to be doing a lot more trainings next year to really help people establish their own personal discipleship ministry. Um, for like me personally, I have disciples that are that have discipled like up to 10 generations. I mean, like, so they would disciple somebody, their disciples would disciple, and so on and so on. And I have I have this a disciple, one I know for sure has like nine or ten generations. And out of that, within a year and a half, probably has, I mean, we're probably close to one to five thousand people that have been discipled. I mean, it's it's amazing what can happen within a person with discipleship ministry. Anyway, um, Hudson Taylor, have you ever heard of Hudson Taylor? I haven't. He was the missionary that uh, really revolutionized China way back when in the 1800s. And um, and my hero, George Miller, is, uh, you guys probably have heard me talk about him a lot, but George Miller is one of the, the main missionaries in London or England, Bristol, England, that helped financially support Hudson Taylor as he was in, in, in China. And uh, a lot of the underground church movement that you see in China today is directly from the discipleship that took place from Hudson Taylor. And um, and he had multiplication that took place there. Um, and so now today there's hundreds of millions of Christians in China and in underground church China um, that are happening. Well, anyway, one of the quotes that he said is, um, and I just read it today, it was talking about the, the, the great commission of God is not a request. He's the one that said this. Remember, we've heard this before, but it was Hudson Taylor that penned this. He said the Great Commission was never, it was never a request of Christians to do. It was a command. And it was something that every Christian 
has to be doing. And in, in, in what is discipleship? Discipleship really is where you're work, walking in fellowship with somebody in, in Jesus' name, and you grow closer to God together, and, and you multiply yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that is discipleship. And, and so that there's, and, and, you know, I look back on my, my many years of, of ministry, and I know that there's some, there's some people that I've discipled in the past that are now pastors and are, are missionaries. Um, and, um, you know, my son is a pastor, you know, there's just, there, you look at different people in your life and you can, you can see how, how it's transferred over into other people, but that's discipleship. And, um, you know, Barner Research has said many times that um, I think it was like 28% of the church is discipling people. I mean, come on. I mean, and, and it was it was God telling us that we all, as you, if you're a Christian, you're a discipler. And, and that's just kind of a matter of fact. So anyway, so naturaldiscipleship.com. If you guys want a free tool, a ministry tool, um, go ahead and download that and start using it. There's our nine step program. Our keys to being set free is, is I would say that, that, that curriculum is if you're really wanting to grow really deep or really wanting to spiritually just revolutionize your walk with the Lord, um, keys to being set free is that. Ninth step is our basic one. That's our entry level. Um, a baby Christian can take another baby Christian through it. That's the, the best thing about our ninth step. I think keys to being set free probably could, but it's, really geared towards people that are at the end of the rope or just really are tired of plateauing in their walk. And they're just really wanting to light a fire. Um, and so that's kind of where the keys to being set free curriculum is anyway. So, but the banquet went great. So, yeah, yeah I, I think kind of the highlight for me of the banquet was hearing some of the testimonies and some of the, you know, how God's using the tools of natural discipleship around the world and, and hearing some of the stories from the, the uh, people in Africa and, uh, and Asia, just the, you know what's going on. So that was really cool. So that was fun. Nice little a little Christmas party. So and, and you said earlier, just in case somebody caught this, you, you said you're going to be doing this next year. You, you meant this year because uh, this this podcast is actually coming out January fourth of 2024. <laughs> so he didn't mean 2025. He meant 2024. So, <laughs> so let's let's um, we'll open up in prayer in a second. But uh, I. I'm excited to jump in this topic, you know, why we should visit Italy. And it's, you know, it's the perfect timing since you happen to be in Italy when this came out. So weird how that timing worked. So that'll be fun. And we'll have a good time with that. But let's pray and then uh, let's jump into the, the show. And uh, happy new year, Pete. Are you yeah. excited about 2024? I, I'm not sure yet. It's still <laughs> it's too, too early. early to tell. <laughs> I'm just glad to be alive and worshiping Jesus. Oh, <laughs> amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to uh, just just to get together and speak about you. Uh, we're going to talk about some travel today, which is something we get to do a lot, Lord, and uh, we just want to do it the right way. And uh, as we share those experiences with our listeners today, I pray that uh, they would understand that as well, that uh, everything we do, there's a purpose to it. And uh, Lord, we are, like Pete just said, uh, we are commanded to do certain things. And uh, Jesus has laid that out for us. And uh, Father, we just need help uh, being obedient and being more like your son, Jesus. So uh, we're going to ask all these things in his name right now, Lord, and just bless this show in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
So the name of the show, the title of the show today is Why We Should Visit Italy. It's an interesting, uh, interesting start, but it's going to be fun. So every morning we I awaken. Think, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we. I think people, when they see that title, they're going to be like, wait, I thought these guys <laughs> talk about Jesus and stuff. What are they doing? Why we hey, should visit well, Italy? So even Even the Apostle Paul couldn't wait to get to Italy. So, you know, we got right. that going for us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, every morning we awaken, we have a new chance to walk in love, to be Jesus to somebody else. Maybe it's to our lifelong companion, to our child, our neighbor, a coworker, or even a store clerk. You know, if you're you're stopping by that little cafe to to pick up, uh, what do they serve in Italy? It's not croissants. That would be France. But you know, if you're stopping to get your cup of coffee and you're Danish, you know, you can you can be Jesus to that person as well. You know, we have the same chance when we travel it's does you know whether we're at home or whether we travel it doesn't matter we should still do that so maybe then it's a travel companion so when we're traveling it may be a travel companion or it may be uh, someone you meet in a restaurant it could be a server who's bringing you that delicious delicious slice of pizza or uh you know even the person waiting in line in front of you as you walk into a museum or whatever you happen to be doing so no matter who it is every morning we awaken to have a great commission like Pete was talking about earlier. Mark 16, 19 says it this way. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. That's you what know, we do. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, it's amazing. Like you just, that was a great opening because, you know, when I'm in Italy or I'm here in Italy now and what, and the reason why we're even calling this why we should visit is I just think it's one of those countries where the Bible can come alive because there's so much, architecture and, and history here um and i was just in a in a catacomb the other day and i see you know from the first century i see these writings of peter and paul and they were all over the place and it's just like man what a, how incredible is that but more than anything else is everywhere in the world people are hungry for the word of god they're hungry for it and and when you say we're going to make disciples you never know the connection i've got seven different business cards from people that I've networked with since I've been here. Right. And every single one of those people are going to know what I'm about. You know, we're going to build a relationship and they're going to know me. And, and I never know how that network or how that relationship is going to happen. And the other thing is when you travel, you're probably not going to ever see those people again, most of them. And it's pretty easy to just love on people in Jesus when you know that you're not going to see them, but you just have to have that mindset. And I think, you know, God wants us to travel. And I'm saying we're saying go to Italy because it's biblical and we we love it. Um, but it's so easy if we have the right mindset. And, and we just talked about Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was telling us you just have to have the mindset. And if we don't have that, we're going to make traveling to Italy all about ourselves. And that was never God's intention. When God told us to go. He was always telling us to go and make disciples. He was always telling us to go and share my truth, my love with the world. That's what he did. And so, you know, it's, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you brought up a really good point. I think it, it in many ways, it can be easier when you're traveling because uh, one of, I think, it, one of my biggest fears, and I think a lot of other people's biggest fears is like, you know, you don't want to be weird and you know, you're the next door neighbor and you're going to have to see them every day, you know? So I, and again, I think those are just lies of the devil anyway, but 
those fears can be removed when you're traveling because you're not going to see them again. And uh, so just, it, I think it may actually make it easier to be obedient. So that's what we do when we travel. So we go out mm -hmm. into the world. Uh, we wonder at God's creation and his people. We walk as Jesus taught us when we visit places like Italy. Isn't it, uh, isn't every bit of God found in nature anyway? I mean, we see that all the time when we traveled out West and we both had the opportunity to go to Alaska this year. How do you look at beauty like that and not see God all over the place, right? I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. So even in man's creation of art and architecture, we can still find God. So we wander and immerse ourselves in some uh, someplace different than home to remind us of who he is, what he's done for us, and what he's calling us to do. Travel creates the space to deepen our faith and to expand our journey here on earth. You know, when we step out of our comfort zones to visit places like Italy, we see natural wonders and commune with others, whether they are believers or searchers. Each reflects how we speak, or each reflects how he speaks to us and directs us. It is therefore essential that we embrace the Great Commission in our travels to try to see the world and others through God's eyes, filled with grace, mercy, and love. You know, today I, we're gonna, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, you know, you just, you just basically what you were saying is it's something that just stuck out to me. So, as there's God uses us, I call us like angels, right? We're angels of God, uh, or God uses us as his people. But, you know, just think all over the world right now, God is working in people, right? So, I let's just say, for instance, I've been praying for my father in law, um, to be saved for some time, right? And, and so one of my prayer parts is I pray that God would bring somebody into his life that can just speak to him or that can just minister to him and love on him, just love on him in Jesus. Right. And, um, and it's, 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 I just pray for that all the time, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, God uses us that way all the time. And so here I am in Italy. How could God can use me that, you know, how many people might've been praying for, that restaurant server that I talked to or the uh, one of the guides or, or whoever that is. I mean, I'm here as an agent of Christ to love them in Jesus. And if the opportunity arises and God opens that door, then I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to travel to make it about me. That's the that's what we're trying to tell mm. you here. Bob and I, we travel what between the two of us, we're constantly traveling. We're constantly going. We're on an airplane all the time. Both of us are. And, and it's sometimes it's for work or sometimes it's for, um, you know, ministry. And sometimes it's for pleasure, for travel, for, for whatever. But the mindset is this, is when we're traveling, we're traveling for his glory. And, and we're looking at the sunset differently. We're looking at the flight attendants differently. We're looking at the person that's sitting to the right and to the left of me on the plane differently. And, and we're when we meet the hotel person, we're seeing them in the way that Christ sees them. We've been we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. We are now spiritual agents into in a in a fleshly world. And so what we're talking about is is going, we're gonna talk about <clears throat> Italy now. We're gonna talk about different scenes that you're gonna see in Italy. But what we what the point of this show is is anywhere you go. I don't care if you're in your backyard 10 miles down, you look at you look at it the, all the same way. And and we're going to talk about Italy because we love it, but 
what no matter what it is, it's the same. And so that's that's where we're going with this. And so if you're listening to this show, just just stay with us and we're going to talk. We're going to brag about Italy a little bit because we love it. And uh, and then we'll go from there. So. All right. <clears throat> I, I, love, I love the picture you just drew about the about being angels like we're not angels but god can use us as if we were in in this in this world and we could be an angel you know air quotes uh to somebody today and uh, that that's cool that's a really great that's a really great analogy god can use us if we let him all right today we're going to talk about the country of italy a destination that needs no introduction as it's quite difficult to find a similar multifaceted and diverse country in the world Italian lands, uh, Italian lands fascinate and broaden the horizons and no doubt are worth a visit at least once in your lifetime. I cannot wait to go. I've never been there. Every traveler will be able to find something unique in this stunning country, something that will make them come back again and again. But what makes Italy one of the most visited countries in Europe, or what makes Italy one of the most visited countries in Europe? Let's explore and see how we can see all of that from God's eyes. So, all right. So, what's the first cover, reason? There's nine. Yeah, reasons. we're going to cover nine reasons. Let's yeah. go. Number one, world famous cities. You can't. Everybody around the world has, has heard of Rome and Venice and and uh, all these different Florence and all these different cities. So, Italy is home to numerous gems that simply astound any traveler's imagination. One of the main things that the country is sincerely proud of is its gorgeous Italian cities. Yeah. So, like, like. Florence is is like there's a lot of country there. Um, it's you know outside of it there's a, there's a lot of vineyards. It's beautiful. Um, I would say Florence is one of my favorite cities. It's it's it has you know the Renaissance started there. The Medici family started there, um, and it's it's just absolutely gorgeous. You know, and then you have Milan, which is you know it's more of a, a, a clothing capital district. You know, there's a lot of famous clothing stuff there. Yeah, fashion, um, you have fashion Venice, capital of the world, right? Right. Then you have Venice. Venice is good. Venice is one of those places that's just really pretty. You go on the gondola ride and it's beautiful, but you're only there for two days, maybe three days. There's not a lot to do there. It's just a lot of cool pictures. Mm. And, uh, you know, in Venice. And then you have um, then you have the, the, the coast, you know, all the way from Pisa up to down to where you're at, Postiano, Amalfi Coast. All of those are just absolutely gorgeous. You have Rome, um, you know, the outskirts of Rome. We just took a bike ride in Rome the other day, and it was just awesome. We went out in the countryside where the aqueducts are, and and uh, and just drove all the way on Rome. Um, it was it was great. And then, um, you know, I have not ever been to the boot. I have never been that far. I do know that the mafia runs down there, so we're not going to go down that far. So. <laughs> You say you haven't been to Sicily. Have you been to Sicily? You haven't been to Sicily either. Um, no, we have not been to Sicily. No, but we, you know, we didn't have Capri and some of the islands that are around. But it's just, it's um, in Naples. You know, Naples is cool. Naples is where the the first really pizza. You know that the the story of how pizza they say it started in Sicily, but it really started where Naples was a poor community. So Naples was always very very poor, and they had bread every day. And they got tired of the bread. And so they squished down the bread and they had tomatoes and they had and they had cheese. And so they just put the tomatoes and the cheese on the mozzarella cheese that they have. And that's how the pizza came out. Yeah. 
And and but the story goes that because we went to the one of the originals, we went to the actual place in Naples. But the story goes that um, it, New York is the one that made it famous, though. So New York style pizza is what made pizza famous all over the world. It didn't happen in Naples. It happened in New York is uh, and they'll tell you that. So but it started here. You know, the, the whole pizza thing started here. But anyways, every city is unique. Every the culture is different a little bit um, like Siena and Florence, the Siena people in Florence. They don't like each other and they're completely different. So like Florence is is um, they they people, they just everything goes. They like to hang out. Everything's fine in Siena. They're very close people and, and they just they have their own identity and they're. And it's just they have competition, you know, they have they're in competition with Florence, but they're both beautiful cities, you know, and there's but it's 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 definitely it's one of those countries that you leave here and you're just like, wow, you know, I'm just so glad I came. But here's the real let me here's another reason. Italy, there, the Bible, because people know about Italy because of the Bible, what's well, found three times. OK, so the first one is in Acts 1810, 18, 2. Aquila lately uh, came from Italy. So it says that um, Aquila came and then Acts 27, one, Paul was sent to Italy. We know that. So the road, the road that he went through is right up the Mafi coast. And so he went up there and they went to the Appian Way. And then he went straight across from the coast of Naples, right where that's where Paul was. And he went straight up into Rome. So Paul was there. And then in Hebrews 13, 24, it says salutations from those in Italy. So this is Paul, possibly Paul writing um, from Rome. Um, and it's, you know, it's the most popular city. So it's in the Bible. And, and, you know, Paul kept saying that he wanted to go to Rome. And he even, God even told him that you're going to stand before rulers and kings. And lo and behold, he stood before the the, the biggest one of all, Caesar. And, mm. um, and he was able to share. There's reports that said that Paul's, the whole Caesar's court gave their life to the Lord. And um, we know about Sebastian. He was one of the highest ranking officials. And I went, we went to his gravesite here um, during that time. And he gave his life to the Lord and they killed him for it. And uh, they killed Paul for it, you know, and all, all the way up until uh, Constantine in 300. Um, it was they hated Christians. And then Constantine, you know, made it a Christian nation after that. But yeah. Anyway. Lots of history there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we know we know Paul was imprisoned in Rome. We know he was executed in Rome, right? So there's lots of uh, yeah, and then, ties to the Bible. Well, I I mean, I went to the place where they believe his his bones were, his and Peter's at one point in one of these catacombs, the Sebastian catacombs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. But I mean, if, overall, um, not only is Italy so beautiful, but it just has so much meat. You know, it's it's a you know I would say ninety nine percent of the people here have faith in God. You know, I mean it's just so many. I mean it's just everywhere. I mean they might be Catholics and and so forth, but sure. it's just they believe in Jesus. It's just it's such it. They talk about it like nothing. Where you in the United States, you don't just talk about Jesus like it's nothing anymore. But in Italy, it's you just it is what it is. You know. Wow, so. that's awesome. All right, reason number two. Italy is the cradle of arts. Italy, Italy has brought up lots of wonderful artists, architects, engineers, and inventors who changed the world and whose legacy is still alive these days. Italy is home to more than half of the European cultural heritage, which, equals, which is equaled nowhere else in the world. 
Yeah, I mean, Michael? I think because of the, I yeah, think because of the, oh, I'm sorry. I just think because of the arts, it's it's made Italy so famous. Um, I mean, it's Michelangelo. You know, he started there in Florence, and then you know, here's a story about Michelangelo, and I just learned this. So Michelangelo died in 15, I believe, 64. Okay, he did the he did the statue of David, I believe, in 1504 five or four eight right around there i don't early in his early in his career um and then he died in rome he did this he did part of the sistine chapel he did the hand of god that's in the sistine chapel mm -hmm. um but he just has so much art but in the later years so martin luther was he died i believe in 1545 or 54 he somewhere around there and um and he, the Reformation took place. Maybe you can look that up, Bob. Looking it up. But he, yep. he he died, I think, in 45 or 54. So I think that the Reformation was happening for about 10 years before Michelangelo actually died. And Michelangelo is said to, he gave his life to the, to the Lord through Reformed theology. And so it got all the way down there. It wasn't just him. It was Raphael. Um, it was Barini. It was some of these famous artists and architects um, and that spread all throughout the the Europe and it's from Martin Luther and from that time. And so I was just fascinated by that. Anyway, I mean, there's 15, there's so 1540 here. Martin Luther uh, died 1546. Okay. Okay. So 1546. So he died in 64, I believe, Michelangelo. And so I think he gave, I think he turned to Reformed theology in 60. But what happened was the the Catholic Church started killing him. You know, we know John Wycliffe was in the 1300s or so. Um, that happened with him, John Bunyan. They were the start of the Reformed theology, uh, but that was in London and that was in that area. But then it just, it really carried over. And then, you know, Martin Luther in Germany, he, he had that epiphany, and that's what really started changing. But it got down to Michelangelo and all of these arts. That's pretty cool. And that so, is really cool. You know, yeah. you know I, heard a, I heard a story, and I'll probably butcher it, but a story about Michelangelo, and you, you brought up the, the, the statue David. So he took this massive you know, um, marble slab that had been rejected, had been sitting in the slab yard forever and been rejected. And uh, somebody asked him, he's like, how did you know that you could – make David out of this slab of marble. And he's like, David was already there. I just had to know what to remove. And that, that was just really, really cool. So anyway. Not only that, because we went and saw, that's at the, that's at the Academy, uh, Academia or Academy uh, Museum in Florence. We, I just went and saw that the other day. But when you look at David, you could see the veins in his muscles. And so from his feet all the way up, you can see the veins all throughout the marble. And you can see how it shapes and you can see the veins in his biceps and, and all the way through. It was absolutely unbelievable what he did. So Barini, so he was in 1500s in 1604, 65. Barini is another very famous. He did his own David statue and that's at the Borghese gallery. And, and it's the same thing where he's holding a rock in a, in a stat, uh, his uh, sling. sling. But he sling. tried to do the veins nothing compared to what Michelangelo and Barini is really famous. Barini has some unbelievable pieces, but man, compared to Michelangelo, Michelangelo is just, 
in a league all on his own. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. All right. Number three, Italy has dramatic landscapes. It is no coincidence Understatement. that understatement. I'm going to take your word for it because I haven't been there yet. Although it looks yeah. like I'm sitting there right now. If yeah. you're not watching on YouTube, you have no idea what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, uh, it is no coincidence that Italy is considered one of the most beautiful countries in the world. This is the place where the snow-capped peaks of the Alps harmoniously contrast with the orange groves of Sicily, with the vineyards of Tuscany and Lazio, as well as the ravine-cut lands of the Basilica, uh, Basilicata. Is that I say that right? Yeah. The yeah, right. So the north region is where Milan is, and and you could take a train from Milan up into the Swiss Swiss Alps. Yes, and please. so we're going to do that. We're going to be doing that in April next year, where we're going to be taking the train up into the Matterhorn, which is really close. Mm. It's only like a couple hours away. And anybody knows Matterhorn, you know, it's just this famous, beautiful place. But also right there is you have Lake Como, you have Lake Bellagio, you have all of these amazing, most beautiful lakes all up in that region of those mountains. And so um, the landscapes there are just unbelievable. And then you have all of the, you know, the, the Chianti Valley and all of the ravines and the vineyards and all the rolling hills that are all throughout Central. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. And like I told you, the Amalfi Coast, all the way up and down the coast, it's just, there's just colorful buildings and just amazing looking, you know, things. I would say that California is, it would be comparable to the coast in Italy. Because um, California's coast, when I've been through, I've been from Cal uh, from San Diego all the way north on, in California's coast. And there's like unbelievable, gorgeous stuff in California's coast. And, and I think there's sections of, of uh, Florida like that down in the Miami area, the West Palm Beach, all up and down Boca Raton, all of that. There's some really, really pretty uh, beaches, some in the Naples, not as much, but I think what makes Italy so coast so amazing is the colors. There's so many, like look at behind you here. There's so many different colors. It's so pretty. Um, and then the Mafia coast is because there's, that's why I like California coast because it has the mountains and you're up on a ridge and, and you can look down. And it's just, it's just so pretty, but yeah, the, I mean, the landscapes in Italy are just amazing. But again, how do we look at them? When I'm, when I'm sitting there looking at these, I, I, you know, I'm worshiping the Lord. I always do. Um, I don't just go there and not sing his praises. Just tonight, we're watching the sunset here on the, on the coast of Rome. And um, I just was worshiping him. I was just praising him. But it makes me think of Psalms 8.1. It says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. And then John 1.3 says, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And so I'm just sitting there going, Lord, you've allowed us to be able to see this beauty. And, and, and to think about it is, it's pretty, but it's the ugliest thing we'll see in heaven. So the most beautiful thing we'll see on earth is going to be the ugliest thing we're going to see. It's going to be so much greater. The, the, I've heard, you know, people that have come back to the, the colors, they couldn't even describe the colors, right? There's just, there are colors that we don't have. It's just unbelievable. And, and I'm just thinking, you know, when we're on earth, when, I mean, when we go see landscapes, we have to look at it from God's eyes and give him glory and give him praise for that and thank him for allowing you to see all of this beauty. 
Amen. you know, anywhere you travel. It doesn't matter if it's in your backyard or wherever it is. Don't take for granted that palm tree that looks so pretty in the water. You know, don't take for granted, um, you know, be able to see people and do that. Just look at everything from God's eyes, and especially the the beauty. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I am in awe often um, when I travel. Like I mentioned, Alaska, um, the Rocky Mountains, um, Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons. Just seeing these sites, it just, I, I think it, it brings me closer to God. It just, yeah, it's a acknowledgement that, man, with his hand, he can create this. With his voice, he can speak this into existence. And it's just, uh, it's just awe-inspiring. I think it, it's why I like the ocean and the mountains so much because you can stand on the, on the beach and look out in the ocean and um, it's just, it's awe-inspiring. And you're like, in a good way, it makes you feel small because yeah. God is so, because God, God is so vast and, and, and great. And that's a great point that in all of this, the greatest experience we can possibly have here won't even come close to what heaven's going to be like, you know, right. I, Barry says it all the time. He's like, you know, for the believer, uh, this is this life here on earth is the only hell we'll ever know. But for the yeah. non-believer, this is the only heaven you'll ever know. And that kind of puts yeah. things into perspective. All right, you want to talk about food? Because number four, yeah, I love it. Number four is food. That's Italy is a foodie's paradise. Uh, Italian food is an essential part to the history and culture of this country which is even sometimes equated to the arts. <laughs> Pizza, ravioli, risotto, <laughs> risotto, and of course, pasta. Where's my lasagna? We need some lasagna. Yeah, I've been having lasagna a lot here. Oh, um, you know, they make favorite. everything, it's a little bit different here. So they make everything fresh. Um, you know, it's not like store brought a lot. I mean, if you look, if you go to a lot of these stores, they have a lot of the fresh um, stuff. I mean, you can still buy it at the stores. We buy um, their pasta and bring it back with us a lot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, there's so many, I love trying new cheeses and, and, you know, the new base pastries they have. I mean, their pastries are different than in France, you know, so it's, um, it's better than England. Sorry, England. Um, <laughs> the food here is, it, it's, it's, it's gotta be French cuisine is really good though. Um, but Italy is, is amazing. And, you know, I, I just, I, we sit here and we, I mean, again, Christy and I praise the Lord constantly. Like we'll go to a, a lot of times we'll go to get a paini, you know, so we're in, in, we're in Tuscany and Florence and we're walking around and this place that just serves paini, painis and, you know, paninis, you know, and you look at this thing and you're like tasting you're like, oh my gosh, the bread is so good. And, you know, their meats are so great. And it's just, you know, it's just so, there's so much. So if you ever go to like Rome or you go to Florence, I would definitely take like a foodie tour and just try all the little mom and pop shops out. And, and um, it's good. But, you know, my favorite, obviously, is pizza. I try that constantly. I love the formaggi here. Um, I get it all the time. Uh, it's the four cheeses. It's just it's just absolutely incredible. But it makes me just think of First Corinthians 1031. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So if we're again, it's. If I make this about myself, that's not what God wants. I He wants me to have the mindset that I'm glorifying Him, praise Him for that, thank Him for that. You know, Genesis 129 says, God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the all the earth, and every tree and seed with fruit. You shall have them for food. 
again, if I'm sitting there and in, in making this about myself, then I'm not seeing that God is the one that's provided this. It's he is the one that's given us the abundance and allowed us. And thank God for the Italians that have mastered this, this art of food, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's just done a great job. And Ecclesiastes 9, 7 says, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved what you do. I, we have that verse in there is because you go to a restaurant and they say, you want what vino and what, what our water, what do you want vino or water? That's what you get. That's your choice. What vino is wine, anybody that knows. And um, and so wine here is fairly cheap. You can buy a bottle, a good brand for like three bucks, three euro. Um, but you can also, you know, get them really expensive too, just like in America. But it's 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 just, you know, wine is everywhere here. And uh, they have just such a wide variety. I would think um, they serve a lot of Chianti, Labrusca, um, more in the northern region or central. Um, and a lot of Moscato, Prosecco, Prosecco is everywhere. Um, Bellinis, you know, those kind of things. So. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about wine here in a minute. It's one, it's actually one of our reasons. Um, yeah. Reason number five though, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, so maybe we'll go through this quick, is the, the beautiful coastlines. You know, Italy probably yeah. has some of the most beautiful coastlines in all of Europe. And speaking Speaking about why it is worth going to Italy, you can't miss the beach vacations by sea. Italy boasts the longest coastlines in Europe being washed by waters of the five seas, the Mediterranean, the Adriatic, the Ionian, the Tyrrhenian, and the Ligurian. And I probably butchered those. And yeah, so I'm going to let me tie, hold on. Let me, let me tie two things together real quick. We were talking about all the food. And when you think, when I think of Italy, I think of pasta and, and sauce and cheese and meats. Is there because there's so much coastline? Is there a lot of seafood in in the in the yeah. you know the authentic Italian dishes? Yeah, yeah. yeah I just don't eat it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what we're not talking about. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's all I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. All right, talk about the coastlines. There is a lot. Um, I, I've kind of already shared this a little bit. I mean, it's the Mafi Coast is probably the most prettiest least that I've been to. I'm sure there's others. I've been all the way up and down though. So from the Amalfi Coast all the way to Genova, to the Arm, um, we've seen the beaches for the most part. It's it's real pretty. Um, you know, the beaches differ on one region to another, but still they can meet the demands of satisfy all taste. I mean, it's, you know, from Rome, it's, you know, it's an hour away. Uh, from Florence, probably a little longer, about the same, because you're going to go down through Pisa and over. So it's it's not that far away from everywhere. Um, and they're just gorgeous. But Psalms 27 13 says, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. I go to the beach in Florida to, to reset. And that's what I call it, the reset. And so sometimes Christine and I, It'll be, you know, right at sunset or it's going down and we'll just we'll get in the car and we'll just go. I'll get out. Usually I go to a place where there's nobody around. It's one of those, you know, those coves. We'll get out. I walk towards the, the beach and I just sit down and I do nothing for 45 minutes to an hour. And I just worship God. And I just spend that time at the beach and I just, I just want to give them praise and I just listen to the waves and so forth. And that's exactly the same thing I do here in Italy. It's the exact same thing I do wherever I'm at in Athens or on one of those, 
those cruises or wherever we're, we're traveling. A lot of people, you guys got to understand the reason why we travel to all these places too is because we have a business. I have my shirt on here if you're on YouTube, Mission Travel Tours. And and that's 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 the reason why we've been to these a lot of these places. Not that we're just going there to go there. We have a reason behind it. But but what we're sharing with you is that we're the same way no matter where we travel. And we're just sharing this with you guys. And we're telling you why we think Italy is amazing. Um, and so we're kind of a little biased here. You could probably we could probably say this about every country, but I really love Italy. So <laughs> and uh, it's just really one of those places. But yeah, so it has, I mean, the beaches there are great, but every time that I'm on a beach, I just can't, but just worship God. I, I don't know. It's just, I really, I really connect with Jesus. I connect with him when I'm in the mountaintops and I connect with him when I'm on the beach. So those two yep. places, I really connect with God at the greatest way. So I, I completely agree. I feel the same way. I don't know if there's something about those two extremes that draw you closer to God. You know, we were talking in the show prep, Pete about uh, you know we're talking about italy today and you're kind of bragging on italy because it's one of your favorite places to go but in our discussion we were talking about you know it, it really does the geography doesn't matter it shouldn't change the way we live our life um we should always be looking for opportunities to lift up other people and to uh, uh to, to glorify god in everything we do whether it's just going to work or walking down the street and bumping into our neighbors it's i think that's kind of what we're trying to drive home with this whole with this whole travel thing is your mindset really shouldn't change when your geography changes. You know, it's not about me. It's not about, OK, I'm going to I'm going to see how many posts or how many likes I can get on Instagram to kind of you know lift me up. It's not about that. It's it's about lifting up other people, humbling ourselves. And uh, when we get this blessing to enjoy God's creation, let's worship him. Let's thank him for it and uh, just point other people to him. And I think it's it's and I and let me just let me just pick piggyback on that. Um, it's if you're traveling, vacationing, and here's the reason why you're vacationing. I deserve it. I work really hard. I have to get away. I have to. You're talking. You're all about yourself there, and and that's the majority of the people. The reason why they're looking for a vacation is because they're tired. I need a break. I need this or whatever, and that's not biblical, and that's not of God. And, and, and it's not, it's, let me just back up. God wants us to travel. We're not saying he doesn't. He tells us go throughout the whole Bible, go, go, go. It's, it's, but if God provides the opportunity for us to travel and he opens the doors for us, whatever it is, if it's, if it's, you know, because it's that you get a vacation every year because of work or because you're doing these things, praise the Lord that you're getting that. And, and praise the Lord that, you you know, he put on your heart to go to Hawaii or he put on your heart to go to the Philippines or you put whatever that is. Praise the Lord that he's given that to you. But you're not going because you deserve it. You don't. You deserve hell. Get it right. Mm -hmm. You deserve not anything. It's the byproduct of God's blessing is that we get to do these things that are unbelievable at times. But it's not because it's going to fulfill anything in us. The only, re only thing that will ever fulfill you at the highest level, the highest of the high that you can ever get is when you disciple somebody. If you are pouring yourself out for someone else, and if you're going on mission for Jesus, and you're looking at travel from his perspective, that is the greatest high you'll ever get. That will be the greatest fulfillment you will ever have. 
But if you're going and traveling for yourself and you're looking at it because you deserve it, man, you're going to be, you're not going to fulfill anything. You're going to barely scratch the surface. Mm. All that's going to happen is you're going to want another one and another one and another one because it really is not fulfilling that much in you. But if you're looking at travel or you're looking at everything from his eyes and you're doing it to be poured out for his glory, then it's different. Remember what Paul said that I found myself to be content when I have a lot and I found myself to be content when I have had nothing. And I mean, he's the same. It doesn't matter. That's what God is telling us in the Bible. Get your eyes off yourself, traveler, and get your eyes on him and glorify him. But see the beauty from his eyes. It's okay to brag about it. It's okay to talk about wine and, and locations and, and all of this. But it's not because we're saying, hey, you need to do it because you deserve it. We're saying, it, hey, if God opens the door and provides the opportunity for you to do this, praise the Lord, give him glory for it, and thank him for it, and go and share the gospel, love people, elevate others above yourself, and do what he asks you to do. The byproduct of that, you're going to see some pretty cool things. That's so good. I, I I think too many of us we look at vacation as an escape, and it's not it's not an escape. If you're if you're trying to escape from something, there's there's another issue that you, you need to address. It's not an escape. It's just a change of venue. You're still doing the same thing you're doing on your day to day basis. You're doing it somewhere else, and I think that's what vacation becomes. I have to get away from this life that I hate, and I've got to do something different because I deserve it. And if that's our mindset. We're living our, the other 51 or 50 weeks of the year, we're living the wrong way. So. You know, it's, it's, I mean, you can't, you couldn't have said that any better, Bob. I mean, it's, it just, it takes me to, let's just look at reason seven, which is both unique festivals and celebration. But it yep. just makes me think of Psalms 118.24, where it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know what that day is, Bob? That day is every day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's today. Amen. So I'm in, I'm in Rome today. You're in beautiful Florida today. And today is God's day and we're rejoicing and we're praising him. And so if God allowed you to come to, to, uh, to Italy, man, there's so much to do here. It's so beautiful, but it's, you know, every day is the same day. It's no different. And even though you're on the other side of the planet, it's no different. You know, Psalms 145.7 says, they will celebrate you abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. If you, the other day, let me just, I'll just, I'm going to give you a little personal, okay? We're going to be personal. I, I got done, uh, I did a 30 mile bike hike yesterday. Okay, 30 mile bicycle thing. It was stupid. I haven't been on a bike in 20 years. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. It was so beautiful. It was incredible, Okay. I got back to the hotel and God's grace was favorable to me. There was a bathtub. Man, I got in that bathtub. I barely was able to get down and do that. But you know what my wife did? My wife came in and she turned on worship music. She turned it up loud. And I just sat there in the bathtub and I was just literally belting and just worshiping Jesus. And I was just, I had my hands up and I was just worshiping him. And I was praising him because it, the, the, the hotel had a bathtub. You know, I, I was so excited. I was so blessed. And I just, it was, I was overwhelmed. But that brings us, you know, one four, Psalms 143. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. God did that for us. God allowed that. 
And and and, it, and again, it's looking at it from his eyes. But how many times do we go on vacation, we forget our Bibles? Oh my gosh, how many times? How many times do we go on vacation and we forget that we have our worship right there in our phone and that we can do that wherever we're at? And so that's kind of it. So in James 117, it's every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights. And if God has gifted you to be able to go to Italy, to go anywhere, praise him for it. But it's not because you're worthy of it. It's not because you deserve it. Stop with that mentality. It's the byproduct of God's goodness. Look at it from his eyes and bring him glory for it. All right. What's our last reason? Last reason. And and we did skip oh, no. a couple. So, no, that's okay. Here, here's my thought, Pete, because we're running a little long on time. I think um, we skipped some of them, but we'll list all nine of the reasons in in our social media site. So yeah. you, you don't miss them. You, know, you won't miss a thing. But let's do, um, let's do the last reason, and then we can wrap up. There is always more. <laughs> there is always more reasons to visit Italy. Regardless of how many times you've been to Italy before, the country will never stop to amaze you. When all the major sites are crossed off your list, off your bucket list, you've visited and fallen in love with as many of the big cities and regions as possible. You've tried the best variations of pizza across the country. And now you're not even halfway through your grand Italian journey. So there's always, always more. I was just, you know, thinking that's the same thing that goes with reading our word of God. It's, mm. go, it's the same thing that goes with our relationship with God is I, I, when I'm traveling, I really draw close to the Lord. I, I, this is, this is me personally. And this is the reason why we're even having this conversation and, and, and because it's dear to both Bob and I's heart, but I'm con I literally emotional. A lot of times I'm just so in love with Jesus. My wife and I, We'll be walking down the streets of Rome and we're looking over and seeing all this stuff and God will reveal to me something. And I'm just sharing out loud as we're walking what God is saying. And we're just ministering to each other as we're going. And then we see these people that are dressed really weird and we're praying for them. Or like I saw this, this mom the other day with her child and I could just tell she was hurting and both of us just poured our hearts into them. Her And it's just, there's, 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 I, I, I'm sharing this with you guys is because what God wants more than anything else is he wants us to love him with a passion that's unbelievably deep. And he wants us to have a relationship with him and, and, and he wants to be us to hear him and listen to him. He's still speaking to us, but we've have so much noise in, in our lives that we've allowed trips or we've allowed so much into our lives that we can't hear him clearly and god wants us to remove those and just find ways to just walk deeply and intimately and so we're just encouraging you this is a fun show and and we talked about there's always more yes there's more we can go to italy we can go to france i mean i'm going to be i'll be in germany and belgium and brussels and amsterdam and london and scotland and athens and rome and Milan and Switzerland and I'm just that's all next year right that's just in a few times and and but I'm looking at it and I'm to be honest with you I'm over traveling I, I kind of don't like it anymore but I know that if God is opening these doors for me to do this I am not going to go without my Bible 
I am not going to go without my worship set. And I'm not going to go without seeing things from God's eyes and worshiping and praising him. Amen. And if God is going to provide me opportunities to disciple people or to make connections or network, and I might be that angel, I might be that spoken word that that person needs in that time. We have no idea how God's working in these people's lives. I mean, God might be working in somebody's lives for the last three years. And you come along and you say that one thing that he's been preparing their heart to receive in that very moment. And he used an American in Italy. We used an American in, in wherever, or wherever you're listening. We have a lot of people in Belgium and, and other places in the country. So you get this. So anyways, if you haven't given your life to the Lord, you can right now. And we would, if you're listening to this and, and we don't do this, then we would be sinning. Because that's why we do this is because we care about you and we want you to know Jesus. Amen. And if you don't have this personal, intimate relationship with him, why not do it now? Why not just say, God, you know, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life as my Lord and personal Savior. Why not just confess to him and believe that he's God, that he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day? Why not? That's all you have to do is just humble your heart before him and just say, God, I was listening to these two silly guys on Riot Podcast and, and, and they convicted my heart and they made me want to know you. And so, Lord, I just confess my sins now. I want to turn from that. I want to worship you the rest of my life. And I want to get involved in church and I want to start reading your Bible and I want to start doing these things. And if you do that in your heart and you truly confess your sins before God, the Bible says now that all the angels in heaven are going to rejoice because we're going to say, well, you know, welcome to the family. You know, you are now you've now been transformed. Old things have passed away. Behold, now all things are becoming new. You are now being a new creation in Christ. And, and if you've given your life to the Lord, that means that the Holy Spirit can now live with inside of you. And the Bible says that you'll be from you know, once you're absent from the body, you'll be present with God. And so that's a guarantee. Your, your name is now written in the Lamb's book of life. And so you, you can have eternal life now because you've given your life to the Lord. And there's nothing greater that we would love to celebrate with than that. Bob, yes. how could they get a hold of us? And, and, and we would love to celebrate, and get them connected and yeah. get them helped out. And maybe if they want to be disciple, we can help start that too with them. Yeah, absolutely. Best way to reach out to us is just go to our website, The Riot Podcast. Dot com and then scroll down to the bottom of that page scroll past the pictures of pete and barry and myself go all the way to the bottom and there is a contact us page uh fill out that information tell us your story tell us uh you know um yeah, i'm looking to be discipled or i accepted jesus as my savior whatever your story is share it with us and we would love to hear from you and, and we'll we, we promise we will reach back out to you and get you the resources that you need always check out our social media sites uh facebook twitter and uh, YouTube, watch the videos if you're on YouTube. And of course, uh, you know, this doesn't cost you a thing. Share it with a friend um, and help help us get the word out to more people as well. So, man, Pete, awesome. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Happy 2024. I pray that it's just uh, uh, God honoring and uh, just an amazing year that uh, we can just yeah. walk in the walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Right? Just that. I just want to be more like Him this year. That's my goal. So. Amen. Me too. Be blessed, everyone. All right. God bless you guys. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.